This is the Shetler Show. What up, everybody? Tonight's guest is Ryan Gallant. Just an all-around solid dude. Loves skateboarding. We talk all about Expedition, Plan B, DC, PJ Lab, Wonderful Horrible Life video, growing up in Massachusetts, having two kids. I was really stoked on tonight's episode, and I'm hyped to share it with you guys. Also, I want to show appreciation to everybody out there that has supported the podcast by buying one of our beanies, one of our t-shirts, or skateboards, or socks off of allineedskate.com. It means a lot. You know, we got bills to keep this podcast going as we grow. We're past 40 episodes, so all the support we can get means a lot to me. Just you guys supporting All I Need Skateboards means a lot as well, and I appreciate you guys listening. I'm hyped to keep bringing you guys these amazing interviews with top pro skateboarders and just awesome, interesting people. It's it's been a joy for me, and uh, it's been a pleasure. So thank you for everything, and enjoy the Ryan Glant episode. Peace, homies. Hang on, brothers and sisters. Liberation is near. It's almost time. Alright, what up, Ryan? What's going on, man? How you doing? I'm chilling, man. I'm about to uh, pour my Sam Adams right now. Yes, sir. Get some. I, I know you can appreciate it because uh, you had a board graphic recently with this song. Huh? Yeah, yeah. I don't really drink it too often. I, I, I fuck with their little, uh, you know, their season brews or whatever when it's like Christmas or whatever fall, you know, but uh, yeah, not a regular Sam Adams drinker, but... Oh, uh, that's cool. Yeah, I'm... I'm I'm kind of the same way, man. I just, like, get a six-pack here and there. I'll drink one or two, and then, uh, you know, it'll last me a week if I have it, so. Cool, cool. Got oh. a wine myself this evening. Oh, you got wine? There you go. Yeah, I haven't really been drinking at all lately, so I figured just a little wine to get. Yeah. Um, you know? Hell yeah, hell yeah. I just <laughs> I just had finished off a bottle of wine a couple of days ago. Um, Like I said, it lasted forever, but I finally finished it off. I like wine <laughs> as well. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, so we're recording, man. Um, so this is your first podcast? I believe it is, yeah, man, psyched. That's awesome, man. Um, yeah, <laughs> I never even used Skype, I just turned it on and there was all like these fucking noises going on, I didn't even know <laughs> happened, but we're here, <laughs> we're doing it. Yeah, like I've been trying to do Skypes with a lot of people and some people are just like, I don't understand computers, and I'm like, oh, well, we'll figure it out, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I understand a little, but I'm not very tech savvy. No, it's all good. Um... Yeah, so I guess how I kind of want to get into it, man, is how was your day today? Like, walk me through waking up. I, I know you got kids and stuff, so I kind of want to hear the, the routine oh. for your day. Man, my day, I don't know. Fuck. Different than most skateboarders, probably. <laughs> I don't know. You be sick. I woke up. Daddy duties. Changed the diaper on my uh, daughter. It was 10 there months. You, there you go. Drank coffee. We hang out. We play. For a couple hours, went to Home Depot to get some stuff to install a swing. Hell yeah. Target run, because that's what grown-ups do. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, installed a swing, pushed them on the swing. Oh, like, is it like a big-ass, like, legit swing? <laughs> no, it's like, uh, like, last week I made one out of a skateboard for my son, like, drilled holes through it, and I have, like, this, uh, I don't know, patio-type wood thing in my backyard, so I just drilled it up on ropes so he can hold on and, like you know, skate back and forth. Hell yeah, that's sick. It's got like a, a baby swing for my daughter, so I had to, like, just do the same thing, like, drill it up into the wood and... Damn, sick. Make sure it's secure, child safe. <laughs> hey, so, um, where do you get coffee? You go to Starbucks? Because you're in Cali, right? 
Uh, I just, I homebrew. Oh, good man, good man. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. Wake up and make it. That's like my little ritual to get the day going and <laughs> deal with the youth. Oh, dude, I'm on the same shit. I work mm-hmm. a nine to five. I run all I need skateboards. I do podcasts. What else do I do? I teach skate lessons. Um, yeah. You fucking name it, I'm doing And I skate, like, because I'm fucking fully addicted. So, uh, yeah, I need coffee as well. I was going to say, you need a lot of coffee, yeah. <laughs> but it's funny, I only, I only drink, like, one or two coffees a day, tops. How about you? I usually do two each morning, and that's it. You do two in the morning? Like, one to wake yeah. up and then just sat over breakfast or something? Yeah, well, I don't really eat breakfast, so it's like I usually wake up and just chill for a couple hours with the kids, like, do that morning routine. So it's like, yeah, I'll wake up and, like, you know, over the course of an hour or two, you know, like sip one to two cups of Hell yeah. Coffee, just steady sipping. Hey, did you expect this as the podcast talk? I fucking love it. Like, hopefully and everyone didn't stop listening. They're like, damn, this dude's no, boring. People, people are stoked. Trust me. Because like, it's like, how often do you get to sit down with like someone you've seen in videos and magazines and just ask them like, how, how do you like your coffee? Right. Yeah, no, that's it's good. Yeah. It's, no, I'm asking. How do you? Are you really asking? I like it pretty light, man. Not 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 as crazy as they make it at Dunkin'. Those fools will give you so much fucking sugar and cream, but extra extra kid. Extra extra. I used to do that. Oh man, so gnarly. But I just do a little little you know half and half little sugar. Oh yeah. Sometimes I go black. Like some days I'm just like you know what? my teeth hurt. I'm going black. No sugar. I want to do that. I think that's the proper way to do it. I wish I could drink black coffee, but uh. I mean, like, every man in a movie is, like, I'm drinking black coffee, you know, so it's, like... Yeah, that's, yeah. I feel My like, dad drinks it black when he does. He's not, like, an everyday coffee drinker, but when he does, it's black. <laughs> when he, that, that's the man shit. Isn't that a commercial? Like, he doesn't always drink <laughs> something, but when he does, he drinks the sakis. <laughs> yeah, the most interesting man. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> I really... I really like the Sam Adams graphic, though. That was sick, man. Expedition kills it, um... Really sick graphics. You guys always yeah. kill it. Graphics, yeah. I'm not sure exactly who does each one, but yeah, that's uh, they're always fucking good, man. You know what I like about Expedition 2 is they hook up New England people, and I love New England people. I know you do, yeah. It, uh, <laughs> it definitely changed. I mean, it used to be like an all-San Diego company pretty much, and now it's pretty highly New England. Yeah, that's awesome. Them. We did that tailgate tour, too. It was like all New England dudes all around like Maine in the middle of winter and shit, so it was pretty... Such a New England idea. It's awesome. It's pretty, yeah, it's pretty fucking New England, dude. So, are you a fan of the Patriots? I mean, I'm a fan of New England. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not necessarily like a watch football every day guy, but yeah, it's like when it comes to talking shit with people, like I'm yeah. definitely. Yeah, you're cool. fair weather. You're like me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like the, uh, my favorite is basketball. The Celtics, I love, even though we're shitty right now. Yeah, but Celtics are the ones that I'm like I'm in love with. But like football, I'm a fan. But like I said, I don't watch it every game either, you know? Yeah, yeah, I don't really keep up with it, especially on weekends, obviously, just being out skating and whatnot. I like Bruins. That was my favorite, you know, like being younger and stuff, but it's hard to catch Bruins games out in San Diego, so. Yeah, I feel you. I don't keep up with it, but anytime I would go back east, that was always the shit. Like, I like going back when it was Bruins season. I felt like everyone was pretty, like, yeah. <laughs> like during uh, Bruins season. Yeah. All my homies love the Bruins, man. Fucking pretty New England thing for sure. Yeah, they keep it rough. <laughs> so where are you from in Massachusetts? I was born in Waltham. Which what? I don't know. Where's that? It's like right next to Newton and uh what else is right next it's to It's outside that? Boston though. Yeah, it's real close to Boston, like fuck. 
10 minutes. It's like right where the tolls are when you first leave Boston and you get to that first, like... Are you going past Boston towards New Hampshire or back towards my way? Ah, oh, shit. If you're, like, going just out of Boston West or whatever, it's, like... West. All right. One of those toll things is, like, kind of right in the Waltham zone. But, yeah, that's where I grew up, and then we moved to uh, Southboro when I was 10. Hell, yeah. Which is out by, like, Framingham in that area. Yeah, Framingham has a skate park out there. Um... Sublim- no, is Subliminal in Framingham? I think that might be Shrewsbury. That's Shrewsbury. Shrewsbury. Framing- Which is just like two towns over, yeah. South Barrow's in that little zone, though, like a little east of Worcester. Yeah, that's cool, I man. Know, that's, I don't know what they call it, but... Is that... Have you... Is that where you grew up? You grew up there, and then you moved to San Diego? Yeah, I moved to San Diego when I was 21 or 22. Oh, shit. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, mostly... New England, or, you know, Massachusetts, and then San Diego move was just like an accident when I was older, pretty much. I just kind of came out and didn't go home. <laughs> no. All right, well, let's get into how you got your first board. That's what I'm kind of excited, excited to know about. I love when people tell me their first board story. Or, like, how did you find skateboarding? From what I remember, I remember being at, I think it was, like, my cousin's house, like some family thing somewhere in Massachusetts, and they had a skateboard in the garage, and I remember my brother, I think, was the first one on it. He's older. He's, like, three and a half years older, so, Hell yeah. you know, older brother, you just do everything they do. So I remember he was riding the skateboard, and I wanted to ride the skateboard, and we didn't know what we were doing. We were just riding off, like, a one stair, and we didn't go into whatever it was, like, a Christmas party. Like, we just stayed in the driveway on this, like, cousin's skateboard. Hell yeah. And after that, it was like, get us skateboards. We want skateboards. <laughs> and then... uh I think the deal was my brother couldn't get one till he was 10 or something. Like, we had some weird family rule or something. <laughs> and uh, somehow I got one at the same time, though, which made no sense. So I was, like, seven. It was because your mom was like, I can't get one without getting the other one. Yeah, something. So it was probably just making him wait till his birthday. I, I'm sure that's what it was. Like, we're not just going to buy you a skateboard. So, like, when you're 10 on your birthday or whatever. So Yeah. And then I got one, too. And, uh... Yeah, that was it. So that was in like eighty nine or something. Eighty eight, eighty nine. And that's crazy to Fucking think. <laughs> long time. I'm a, I'm Mine was like a Snoopy board. It wasn't real. It was like a you know, from like Target, whatever it was back then. I think it was called like Caldors or Ames or some shit. You know, I had like a <laughs> Snoopy board. That's yeah, the generic. I had um it was like a it just had a tiger on it. It didn't have even like a brand name, it was just some exactly, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um I'm a brother as well, but my I'm an older brother, so I was a uh, my little brother skated as well, and he loves skateboarding too. He's he's out in Australia right now. Oh, sick! Does yeah, your little brother just tend to? Does he still skate? Does he skate? Nah, he doesn't really actively skate. You know, he he still keeps up with it and um whatever. I'm sure he would if he did, but he he does tattoos and stuff, and I know he didn't want to like fall on his wrist and. Oh, just yeah. as he got older with work and kids and stuff, you know, it's like... Yeah, you gotta be careful, for sure. Yeah, he didn't really fit much time in for that, but I mean, he still loves skating, and like, I just sent his kids, my nephews, completes for Christmas, so it's like, I know they're getting into it, so I mean, it's like a, it's a family thing, you know, like, we're definitely, like, whatever, that skater. That's rad, because you're, you're a rad uncle, too, just like me, I did the same thing, I hooked my nieces and nephews up with skateboards, and they just love me, because I come in with the cool skateboard stuff, and... Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So, um, so, who? What was your first posse when you first started skating? Who? Who did you have? Like my brother, uh, his name's Sean. What up? What and, up, Sean? Uh, he he was obviously the posse, and then 
we had friends that lived close to us named George and Chris, and they were the same age. Like, George was my brother's age, and Chris was my age. Perfect. And so we all skated, yeah, down in the island. It was a section of Waltham called the island. And that was pretty much the original original crew was, like, us four and... Did you know, did you know about videos and magazines then? We knew about it pretty early on, yeah. The, the first, I think it was, like, on Christmas, my parents got us... I want to say it was, like, either Shackle Me Not and Speed Freaks or Hocus Pocus and Speed Freaks. Like, Your we got, parents? like, two... Yeah, for Christmas. Like, they got us, like, you know, a couple of skate videos. And you know how they were back then. Like, a video was, like, an hour long. And so that was, like, our shit for, like, three years. We just watched, like, Speed Freaks and Hocus Pocus or whichever two it was. And uh, just wish- that was it. Yeah. Just wishing it was warmer out and there's, no, like, no snow and you can just fucking skate. And you're like, fuck. Yeah, I mean, just, you know, I would, when you're that age, 10 years old, you charge it back there. Like That's going to fight that your parents point. were on point to get you a skate video. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, they they were on point with everything. They, like, you know, supported our skating, and every Christmas or birthday got us boards, and my dad would always take us to uh, Maximus and Turtles and, like, on his days off, which is super cool, you know, like, which he was just out here, and I talked to him about it, too. He was like, oh, that was the best gig. He's like, I got to get out of the house, and he would just (laughs) sleep on the couch at Maximus, like, take naps, and I just wanted to get away from you know what I mean? Home life, like yeah, I'll take the kids to Maximus and like yeah, it's like his time to just unwind and like veg out and like yeah, I think he had like a couple beers in the car and would nap on the couch and like <laughs> and fifty bucks on the board and we're like ah fuck like, <laughs> like that's awesome. Yeah, I mean thank God for them. I mean they were super supportive and and kept us rolling. You know how did you uh so you how did you get from well uh Waltham is that what you said? Yeah, Waltham originally. How do you get from there to skating the cities and stuff? Like, were your parents fine with you, like, venturing off? Like, when you hit that age where it was time, like, you're not in the skate parks or on your local curb, like, were, were they cool with that? How did that work out? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm lucky. My dad works right in downtown Boston at the Federal Reserve, like, right across oh. from South Station. Oh, no so shit. that's how it started originally. Like, I'm sure the first time we actually rode skateboards in Boston, we were, like, whatever 10 or like i didn't know i was in boston you know we probably like just were with my dad like skating and then later on like through my high school years especially he worked uh his shift was three till midnight or four till midnight but we would leave at three so it was perfect like i'd get home from school eat real quick hop in the car get to boston by like whatever three thirty, and then just skate till midnight and then he'd drive me back and we would go to bed at whatever one in the morning wake up for school do it again <laughs> That's like a perfect setup, dude. Yeah, it was amazing. Like, it worked perfect. So When I was young, I, like, I had to hustle so hard to, like, I used to skate with rollerbladers just because, like, they had the car. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, fuck it. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't even know if I liked these dudes, but let's go. If you're going to a skate park or to a city or whatever, let's roll. I was down. Yeah, fuck yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely got to do what you got to do. How did, um, how... How do your parents feel, like, when you turn pro? How, how'd that go? Uh, I think they were psyched. Like, I think there there was a point where I think they were tripping on me. Like, when I graduated high school, I was supposed to go to college. Oh, okay. And uh, that summer, I actually went on a Converse trip. It was when, like, Converse was, like, Boston. Remember when they were super heavy Boston? Like, Jerry Fowler, right? And, like, all that shit, yeah. And it was, like, both all the team managers, like, it was, like, Roger Bagley at first and Matt Bagley. They were both Boston. Like, all everyone in Boston wore Converse. Like, didn't, they have, didn't they have the stickers of the riders? Like, the yeah, cartoon? cartoon stickers. Yeah, that shit was sick. I remember. Yeah. That era of Converse, they took me on a trip. 
uh, the summer I graduated high school. And I still, like I said, I plan on going to college. Like, I wasn't trying to, like, really be a pro, but just from skating Boston, you know, connections or whatever, they were like, come on this trip. And uh, that's, like, on the trip, they were kind of like, you know, maybe you should fucking skate, you know? <laughs> like <laughs> You have some fucking like, pop, and not a lot of people have pop. So <laughs> I, I was just like, yeah, sure, like, okay, I guess. So, like, I pretty much went home and was like, yeah, mom and dad, like, I think I'm not going to go to college. Like, <laughs> so they were kind of not that stoked, so it was like, yeah, you should probably get a job or whatever, and then I didn't want to work, obviously, so it was like I had to weasel my way out of jobs for, like, you know, <laughs> two years or whatever. It didn't take long. Fortunately, like, things happened quick, you know, like, you know, within a year or two, I was making money, but, I mean, during that year, it was definitely, like, what are you... Yeah. I mean, you know, like... Like, you're fucking crazy, Ryan. Mom. Yeah. <laughs> no, cool, like, I just need, like, fucking two bucks for the day, and I'm good. Like, <laughs> so, um... What the fuck is I going to say? Um, what were we going to go to school for? I don't know. I just... <laughs> <laughs> you're honest. You got that going for <laughs> Party and chicks, like, <laughs> delay working, like, what every kid goes to college for. Like, I didn't have a plan, you know, and it was, like, go to college. And I was good at school. It wasn't like I was, you know, like, failed out, you know. Like, I, I was, like, on honors and that sort of shit. So, yeah. for me, you know, like I said, skating wasn't going to be a job. So, it's like, I don't know. I'll, I'll go to school and see. How, like, you... What happens? There was school, like, not, not um, high school. Was it just easy for you, or did you, like, did you really try in high school? It wasn't hard, no, that's why, like, I always laugh about it, because my wife's, like, hated school, and I always laugh, I'm like, school is tight, like, it was easy, like, <laughs> I didn't know, I didn't mind it, to me, like, that was just the way I always dealt with life, you know, it's like, just do what you gotta do, and, like, just coast through, you know, like, I didn't want anyone getting on me, I didn't want to get grounded from my parents, so it was just, like, it's not that fucking hard, realistically, you do a little homework, and pay a little attention the night before study real quick, and it was like, I just got A's and B's, and just... That's cruise, like, you know. That's awesome, man. You're basically describing like how like I wish everyone kind of grew up. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> it's like the dream to me. Like that's awesome. I mean, yeah, it was, it was it was a blessing for sure. You know, obviously every every family's got its little you know weird things or whatever. But it was like looking back on it, yeah, like so stoked. Like I can't believe. Like any for for sorry to cut you off, but for any family in America, it's hard. Like your parents have to sacrifice and work hard to get you into a position where they can buy you stuff like that on the regs and like sure. yeah. Like I, I by no means I you know what I mean I all, nothing but respect. Like I get yeah. that. And live now like now obviously I have the kids and it's like I'm seeing what they did. You know what I mean? And it's like oh shit. Like, Full circle, huh? Yeah, this is hard. Like fuck, we gotta you know what I mean? Like growing out of clothes every few months, you're like. I gotta buy more clothes <laughs> are you finding yourself more like empathetic towards your parents like oh such a bastard man i get it oh, totally yeah like <laughs> every little fight where you're like fuck i could have just like they were probably having a rough day <laughs> oh, totally yeah like and it's the end of the world like what you won't drive me to eight ball like <laughs> hey, you <do." laughs> like, sure fine. all right important question ryan real important because i feel like this podcast is going pretty good i feel like you're a massachusetts person i'm a massachusetts person so i feel like i can ask this how many times has your has your children kicked you in the balls on accident really hard? No, not yet. Not, not to that. Not that many. Like a couple. It's it's. <laughs> yeah, it's my son. He likes to roughhouse, and it's like he likes when I'm laying on my back to jump on me and stuff. So oh yeah. Okay. I've gotten to like stomp a little bit, but <laughs> I got I got quick reflexes. I like to. 
<laughs> I like to think I block most of those, but. Well, I remember when I was younger, me and my brother and my father would teach us, like, he taught us how to box and he showed us some martial arts and stuff. And I just yeah. remember, like, we just start roughhousing with him and he's our dad, so he's indestructible, you know? Like, he taught oh, yeah. how to fight, you know? So I threw him yeah. so many cheap shots, like, just being a little kid, not understanding how bad it hurts to get shot <laughs> in the beanbag, you know? And, uh,. I just was, like, thinking, like, you have kids, and I'm sure, like, they're going to get to that point where you're giving them the airplane, and they're like, maybe I'll just jump down on his fucking sack real quick. Yeah. <laughs> laugh about no, it. <laughs> they definitely do think you're indestructible. That's what's the funniest part. Yeah, it's like, can't be hurt. But that's what you pretend when you're a dad, you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> I do that shit, you know? Like, I pretend like I'm the world's strongest man. He'll figure it out one day. He'll know I'm a pussy, but right now I'm in the hole. <laughs> He'll just know you have a good game face. and be like, that guy's a good poker face. Yeah, just hustling him. Well, how old were you when you had your first kid? Let's see, he's four and a half right now. Um, I was 28, mm. 27, 28. I had my first one. So I'm, I'm 32 right now. So Me too, got, me too. Yeah. Good. Hey, fucking same age. I like that. <laughs> yeah. We have a lot in common. Massachusetts, same age. We're fair weather fans a little bit with football. <laughs> yeah, how it goes. <laughs> You're in San Diego? Carlsbad, yep, San Diego County. I was just in San Diego for two weeks with my with uh, All I Need Skateboards. We just did a trip. I, like, saved up all this money, and I just took the Young Bucks out there and, like, let them experience in and out and all the ditches and shit. They were loving it, huh? Dude, two weeks of skateboarding straight, like, every day. Like, everyone was sore and tired, but no fights, no arguments, and we just kept going to new parks or new spots, and people would just get hyped again, and... Good beer, good weed, fucking sunsets, beautiful ocean. Like, yeah, and, you can't really go wrong. Yeah, knowing that we're coming back to like you know fucking brick cold, zero degree weather, snow, shit. Like, <laughs> kind of pessimistic, angry people just because they're working all the time. <laughs> yeah, tough one back there, but so it was fucking awesome. It was really. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, man. That's super sick. You did that, man. Let's... Yeah, um, the homie Dan who came out, Dan McGrath, he filmed the whole trip. We've been putting episodes out, um, AIN Cali Trippin', that's what we called it, and, uh, we've been putting out episodes. We put out four episodes, my homie Dan McGrath filmed and edited the whole thing, and we have a fifth episode coming out on Monday. It's all on All I Need Skate YouTube if you guys want to check it out. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was sick. I wanted to get into, uh, Skating with like um the the Coliseum crew, man. How did that? How did you get linked up with Coliseum and that whole scene? An era, actually. You guys have an era. I'm a fan, of you guys. <laughs> I watch the videos. I like I'm the same age as you, but I was like I wasn't sponsored, and I don't think I got hooked up when you guys. You guys got hooked up before I did, so I was still watching videos. Like, dude, these guys are fucking killing it. Like, yeah. How did that? How did that whole era come about? Dude, I don't. I don't even remember how I first like. Got really introduced to Coliseum. Like I remember the early days. It was like you know Steve Costello, yeah, and stuff like him, PJ, um, Andrew McGraw. Like Andrew McGraw is so fucking good. Yeah, that dude's the shit. Like there, there was a little, there was like a little crew. They would come out to True East. Hell yeah. Um, I think that was even when it was in Springfield. I don't know. Somehow I just made that connection with like that crew, like our our little crew in like whatever Metro West. West Worcester area, Springfield, whatever, like, started being friends with them, and I don't know, I was riding for Concrete Wave Shop at the time, I remember, <laughs> and, uh, which was cool, like, what's that? Are, is Concrete Wave still around? I think so, yeah, I think they at least got one shop, I think they had a couple at a time, but, uh, 
Yeah, I was riding for them and getting, like, a little discount on the team boards and shit or shop boards, whatever, you know, and, like, it was cool, and uh, I just, yeah, somehow started hanging with the Coliseum dudes, and they were just super cool and, like, so supportive, and it was just, like, just free shit, which was insane to me at that time, you know? It was, like, when you're trying to, you know, hardest to save 20 bucks to get that, like, Powell Blank or whatever back then, you know, and it was, like, here, take this crispy new girl board, and you need some fucking wheels, and, like... And it wasn't just like that, like, oh, it's free stuff or whatever, but it was just like, I mean, obviously it was like PJ and the whole crew. It was like very, uh, I don't know, it just felt like something was happening over there, you know? It definitely, it definitely was stuff. happening for real. Yeah, like, this is something special, you know, and like just filming and fucking watching what everyone was doing. And it was, it was just for me, it was like, I just, I needed it, you know? It was like all of a sudden it was like, all right, I'm just driving to Coliseum, which was a far drive for me back then. And it was like, I would just do it just to hang out there and like, skate you know for an hour or whatever it's just like i don't know that's just, awesome so when you have that like fucking prime time in skating where you're just hyped on shit and it's like you don't have work or anything and it's just like those were the years you know like it, coliseum just it's like just skate yeah. all day and film all day and just have fun all day and all day watch skate videos all night fucking wake up skate you know what i mean like that was it just skate 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 all day you think it's never gonna end <laughs> no, never, yeah. So, those were, yeah. Looking back on it, though, those were definitely the days. And obviously, you know, it happened to just get documented and who was put filming? Out, right? Who was filming that? Uh, Dave Corden mostly. Dave. Was, that, was that his feet in the video with the sandals? Yeah, flip flops. Yeah, he was wearing his I haven't talked to him in forever, so I don't know what he's up to. But he was just the raddest dude. Like he was just on his own shit completely back then. Oh, whole Coliseum crew was. That's why it was funny. They were just like. They didn't really give a fuck about a lot of things. Like, they were funny, so... Yeah, it was like a collected group. It was like, um... Everyone was a little different. And that's what I liked. I liked, uh... The diversity and how, um... They kind of captured, like, you guys just being youthful. You know what I mean? Like, genuinely uh, uh, youthful. Yeah. Like, Jeremy, like, fucking around on the hotel bed and, like... Yeah. Shit like that. We were just like, it's fucking rad. Like, when yeah, you're literally... Fucking beating everyone up and shit. Like, it was just... <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah, I forgot all about that. I watched it again. <laughs> the fucking bully of the crew. <laughs> so, yeah, it was funny, man. Like, and like I said, I, I don't know. Maybe some people knew what was going on. I didn't know. Like, you know, like, for me, it was like, oh, yeah, we're filming a shop video. And it's like... Well, What's the shop video in fucking 2000, you know? Like, yeah. It was nothing. It wasn't like shit is now. So it wasn't like, you know, we're like, oh, we're fucking filming. Like, well, yeah, you guys didn't understand that that video was going to be seen, like, tremendously from, from just the hype alone, for sure. Yeah, not at all. Like, all you that shit to... filming in a hotel room, you know what I mean? Like, that was just us wiling out, like, on pixie sticks, like, 18 years old, whatever, not really drinking, like, 20 dudes in one room, just like, fucking ah, like, <laughs> those days, you know? <laughs> Yeah, well, you had to know a little, because, I mean, I feel like PJ, uh, his skating um, for that time was just something else, right? I mean, it was like... Sure, yeah. It was I remember so hearing about him. Like, that was the funniest shit back then, too. He was like a legend. Like, yeah. my friend Damal was the first one, I think, that told me about him. He was like, you got to skate with this kid, PJ. Like, And he would, like, name shit he did or whatever, and it sounded, like, unbelievable, you know, like an urban legend. And then I remember one night being in Financial District, I think, with my brother, just like skating one night, you know, like 11 at night, and this dude just skates through, which sounds like a fucking urban legend in itself, you know? It's like, he didn't stop. Like, he did like a, <laughs> like a tent flying through financial that was unbelievable and just skated into the darkness, you know? And I was like, I was like, that's fucking PJ. Like, Fall that's got PJ. <laughs> yeah, and then we, like, slowly started talking, like, I don't know, just like, because we were the exact same age, too. Like, he's, I think, 32, 33 or whatever, and it was like, you know, just... 
yeah, we just started, you know. It's funny because uh, around that time, like the way, I don't know if you know my story, how I grew up and all that shit, but um, I kind of grew up without any guidance and no parents at the age of 13 and just kind of on the streets, homeless, shit like that. And uh, it was funny when I would meet PJ at Skaters Island, like, I kind of always, like, he would always, I could tell he knew people knew who he was, so he was really always awkward. Do you ever pick that up? I mean, he's, I think that's just... Maybe just him? That's him, yeah, because before even that video, like, he's he's always, like, I mean, he's better these days. When we were younger, I felt like he was, you know, just, like... I feel like he got a lot of praise, so he didn't know how to deal with it, so he'd just get... For sure, it was a lot real fast, yeah. Yeah, I, I had the opposite effect. Like, I was kind of ghetto, so I had, like, ripped shoes and was dirty and shit, and people would give me a lot of attention because they were like, this kid's fucking sketchy, you know? <laughs> but I still related with him because I could see how he was acting, and I was like, it's because he's getting a lot of attention, you know what I mean? Like, he doesn't know how to deal with it. Like, that's where I skated a mini ramp with him. I just like, what's up, PJ? Because it's like you know each other, and it's weird when you already... He was young, I'm sure. We were all young, and it's like you already know each other, you know what I mean? Like, some weird shit like that. Yeah, I mean, for sure, yeah. Yeah, it's like, I guess what I'm getting at is, like, even right now, we don't even really know each other, but, like, we know each other. You know what I mean? Totally, yeah. Like, I've read your I mean, interviews. Skating for, skating's a small world, you know? It's a it's a small community. And when it, at one point, it seems huge, but then after a few years, yeah, it's like seeing the same people everywhere, every, you know, so... Yeah, and then with Instagram and everything else these days, it's like you feel already like you know. Yeah. Everybody, I don't know. It's just kind of weird these days, but uh. Yeah, it's just like that connection where it's like the world's getting even smaller because we're getting this whole like network system together. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. It's pretty wild, but. That's why I'm stoked on this podcast, and I'm hyped you're coming on because like I don't think a lot of people understand what I'm doing with the podcast, and and like I have a network of skate shops and people that like I've just built up through years of skating and traveling and like. I I send out emails with all these episodes to hundreds of skate shops across the globe, you know, and it's like so sick that they get to hear these conversations where it's just like skater to skater, you know what I mean? Like for sure, yeah. They're working all day or they're doing whatever, and they just listen to like stimulating conversations, and they get to either become more of a fan of someone or they get a you know if you say some racist shit right now, they might not like it. But it's like that. It's like it's like you don't have to read the interview now. You can just listen to the podcast with Ryan Galan and see if he's a cool dude, you know. Or yeah, it's even different because most interviews, you know, I'm sure as you know, are tend to be pretty like you know standard issue questions and shit. And yeah, it's not like an ongoing conversation. Yeah, it's, and it's hard to translate too. Sometimes you'll be all sarcastic and stuff, and then when you read it later on, you're like, that didn't really come off. Like <laughs> you sound <laughs> like you were racist. You're like, oh, it's joking. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying, but. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I don't know. So, all right, cool. uh, it's definitely more casual. Yeah, I think everyone should, man. I, if by the end of this podcast, I'll be talking you into having the Ryan Gallant podcast, where you get on once a week and you just talk about changing diapers and whatever's going on. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, if you want to know about all the the different stages of poop and stuff, I know about <laughs> it. <laughs> it's awesome. Though. Fill your questions in. <laughs> I think the more that we share and connect with each other, it's like the more you understand and can empathize with one another, and then it just everyone kind of wants to pull their weight more you know what i mean and it makes yeah, everything yeah. a little easier so these conversations are good Let, yeah. let's get into um how you got sponsored and who was the first person or first brand and how how did that come about besides skate shops like a first skate brand um first real skate brand would be converse i guess like oh, yeah. um that trip yeah it was like they just started giving me shoes and that summer like come on the trip 
And uh, then from there, like Kenny Anderson was on the trip. Damn. And uh, I was obviously a huge fan of everything about that dude. Still am. He's pretty much as good as it gets. But uh, if you don't like Kenny Anderson, you're an asshole. <laughs> no, one oh, we're good. Uh, yeah, yeah. Kenny Anderson, he, he's the shit. So he he uh, started giving me Planet Earth stuff. Oh, shit. Sick. I rode for Planet Earth for like a hot minute with like. I think it was, like, Nate Broussard and, like, Steve Brandy. I think that was the dude's name. Like, I remember it was, like, you know, we were supposed to be, like, you know, the new fucking kids getting on or whatever. Yeah, hell yeah. And uh, then Troy from Expedition hit me up when I was, like, early Planet Earth. Like, I still didn't get him an ad yet. Like, I was supposed to get them an ad, which was funny because it was, like, January in Boston. And I was, like, ah. Uh, like, <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. I promise. Kind of tough. Yeah. And so I did. I went out and we shot a few things with Ben Cohen, like, in just the coldest weather possible. <laughs> and then, uh, just like right at the same time, yeah, like, I don't even know. I think the dudes at Coliseum maybe sent uh, Expedition my stuff, or I don't even know how they really got in touch with me, but they hit me up, and I was, I don't know, I felt bad because I loved Kenny, but, like, I wasn't very necessarily hyped on Planet Earth at the time, or, like, you know, it was kind of at the end when it was on its weird way out, and Expedition to me was just a shit. Like, I loved Expedition, and one of those couldn't say no type things, so I see it seems like it was a good move. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I did that and then uh they flew me to Tampa just to like kinda meet some dudes and hang out and I thought they were bummed on me because I didn't skate the contest and I was like nervous and weird and like why, I don't know, I just, why didn't you skate the contest? Just because I like never do I just don't I don't know, I was nervous. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I was like, Oh, this is crazy, like shit, fuck. I'm just gonna go to college. Like I, I don't know. I just <laughs> You know, I wasn't hungry. I wasn't like, yeah, I'm fucking yeah. doing this or whatever. So, yeah, I didn't know. I just was like, oh, this is cool. I came to Florida. like, And then they were like, no, you're like, we're like, like you're on the team or whatever. I was like, what the fuck? Really? Like, like cool. I'm still going to college, I think. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, so that was like pretty much it right there. You know, I was like, all right, I guess this shit's like kind of, I should probably take it a little more seriously or something. That's right. It, that's another benefit of these podcasts and like as they spread. And like, it's crazy because I, I can tell like. I know people are listening. I get so much positive feedback. So, but this is like kind of I think will help push skating in the right direction. Like, sorry to go off on a tangent, Ryan, but um, okay. I'm very passionate about skateboarding, and I have my own skateboard brand, and I see like yeah, much respect. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of people like Expedition is like skateboarders doing it too, you know. So like this podcast, that's why I think a lot of people should have a podcast because I feel like the more we know about Ryan Gallant, the more we can be a fan and want to support it. It's like you don't have to go win Street League or whatever the big contest is, ten, contest is at the moment. It's like yeah. if you like the individual that much more and you know their story and stuff, and we have networks set up like podcasts and like, um, you know, web, whatever it is, webisodes, podcasts, stuff like that, that showcases like our lifestyle and what we're into. Even if you're a family guy, it's like we're so connected now you can find a niche and people that like you will gravitate towards you and you'll have your audience. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. No, it's, you're, it's true, man. We've got to take advantage of these sort of tools, which is one thing I'm, I'm not very good at. And you're, you're really good at, you're a fucking hard worker and motivated. And it's like, I tend to just not, I don't get bummed on them, but you know, sometimes I get overwhelmed or something. I'm like, dude, this is too much. Cause like I said, for me, it was like growing up, I had, you know, two VHS videos to last, you know, the years. And there's like, I didn't know shit about Eric Dressen growing up. And it was like, I fucking loved him, though, and it was, like, almost more mysterious, you know, or something, so, but like you're saying, it's completely true, it's like, it is, though, you're right, it's like, you can, yeah. you can let people know more about you, and like you're saying, yeah, there's plenty of dudes that, you know, 
well, have like, skate or whatever, you know, and well, like if we don't, if we the skateboarders don't take charge of the industry and take car- charge of like the content and dictate where things are cool in, in like a, in a good way, and what's you know, if we aren't doing it, some other fucking Joe's gonna come in with a brand and dictate what's cool off of what's like selling and all that corny yes, shit. Yeah. So it's like we are the people that are living it. We we have the stories. We love it. We breathe. We like we skate every day. So it's like yeah, if we. Harsh. If we create cool content, that's where kids will gravitate or just people that are fans of skateboarding will gravitate and then it's just better for to help Expedition or to help All I Need or whatever it is, you know, grow into the thing. Yeah, um, yeah the only reason why I excel at it, dude, is because, um, I mean, I lost my sponsors at times and I just always had, like, from the way I grew up, it was like, I've been hustling since I was a little kid and when I quit Fibro, my first sponsor was a flow sponsor, Fibro amazing people steve rodriguez like when i when i quit he would kind of ask me why and i just kind of told him i was like because he couldn't pay me at the time you know and i had a chance to ride for birdhouse who was going to pay me so it was like a choice you know i didn't want to leave because fibro was so good to me they took me to japan and like fucking just let me get outside the ghetto basically and skateboard and see amazing places so like when i quit it was like he asked me like why and i was like i was like honestly because i kind of want to have what you have like i said this when i was young i was like when i i can't really have what you have if i stay here it's like i got i gotta go and like venture out and try to make a living off of skateboarding and make a name and like get involved so you know what i mean like i have to fibro was so small then it was building you know so uh, that's kind of what happened and then from that i just started riding for all these brands and skating and got a travel got magazines and stuff and i knew that was awesome because i was like i wanted to start a brand one day that was my thing because yeah, i love skateboarding and i know all things come you know all things fall apart you know unless you build it up and n- nourish it you know and i always wrote for brands that were big brands like birdhouse new york and new york like dropped their team like three different times you know what i mean like yeah, you never know what's gonna happen same with world it was like world came to me and they were awesome but they weren't the world of yesteryear you know they weren't the yeah, world. Yeah, for they weren't sure. the world it was just like flame boy wet willy wanted a skateboard team again so and they were offering money and it was a good check yeah, it's a good opportunity though yeah they... exactly so i was like fuck yeah i'm down dude that means i gotta keep building everything i'm doing and saving money and then so uh so i figured out you know i was like we used to rely on advertising and magazines and videos and stuff and it's like that shit's cool but it's like with new york when i wrote for them their ads, they dictated everything. I couldn't even have any input. It wasn't like a skateboarder deciding what the ad was. It was like, go sit next to a smoking fucking grate in the ground in New York City and take a photo. That's what we want. And I'm like, okay, I guess, dude. You know what I mean? Like, to me, uh, I just always want to do it my own way. You know what I mean? So, yeah. So the whole. Much respect, man. Cheers to that shit. That's fucking. Thank you. Thank the way you. it should be. <laughs> but to bring, it full, to bring it full circle, the whole reason was I, I figured out technology because I realized, like, you know, we don't the the internet and social media gives you a chance to compete with brands with massive ad ad budgets. You know what I mean? Like if you can just put out cool content and get kids stoked, yeah. people stoked. It's like you can get a crowd of people, and it's like you don't have to pay ten thousand dollars to put it. Which in. is funny too, and to bring it also back, which is like I always feel still weird talking about fucking Coliseum video, but I mean that's a perfect example. Like you know that video came out in the days of like you know when skate videos were still big and that was a zero budget and those dudes just went and created slap message boards accounts yeah fuck it made up stories and talked shit and just like built yeah they did it like that was your like one of the original like just fucking i didn't even understand computers i didn't know what slap message boards were back then like i had no idea and that's like 
Yeah, that's what kind of brought it up, yeah. He did it, yeah, and now it's just even easier and on a huge scale these days to where, like, yeah, I mean, you can just... Well, the rad, the rad thing is, Ryan, if you're a genuine dude and you're not afraid of a mirror, you know what I mean? Yeah. You can, like, portray cool shit in your Instagram and you can show, like, cool stuff, especially if you have a lot of appreciation and pride for stuff. It's, like, easy for you to post stuff and leave little comments and share with the the collective, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think a lot of people try to use like social media and that shit, and they try to like cheat their way to the top and try to like, or whatever the fuck it is, or they're just kind of shady, and you can tell. It's like if you're a simple, if you're a simple person that lives a good life and you're not afraid to show how you live and your appreciation, your feelings. I think yeah. social media is like a great tool because you can yeah. just yeah. share everything, you know. Yeah. Kind of crazy. Technology is crazy. <laughs> um. All right. So you're getting you're getting sponsored um by Expedition, but didn't you write for Plan B too? Yeah, that was after, um, I was on Expedition for probably, like, three or four years. Like, they turned me pro. Like, there there was no problems at Expedition. You know what I mean? Like, I was totally happy there. How, was long, did you ride for, at the time. how long did you ride for him before you went pro? Um, maybe, like, uh, maybe, like, a year or so, two years tops. Damn, sad. Pretty quick, you know? Like, I just, I just filmed video parts, and it was, like, I didn't know what was happening, and all of a sudden, like, I don't know. They just turned me pro. Like them in DC had some little talk, and I had a board. I don't know. It was, it was quick. I'll, but, tell uh, the, I'll tell you the meeting right now, Ryan. It was like this dude and this dude, and he was like, "Ryan's not going to college." He's like, "No, he's not. He's going pro." He's like, All right, dude. <laughs> so it pretty much went like that, and uh, <laughs> so I fucking yeah, I, I I was chilling over there. I was happy, and um, that Plan B thing just happened through DC, pretty much. You know, obviously DC being pretty heavily Danny and Colin. And uh, at the time, they just said, you know, they wanted to start Plan B back up, and they were interested in, you know, myself seeing if I would be interested in, you know, being a part of it. And they said, you know, they also wanted PJ and Paul. And it was kind of one of those things where everyone was kind of like, oh, I mean, if PJ and Paul do it, you know, and if like Brian and PJ, you know, it was kind of like, if, okay, like we're really gonna all do this. And at the time, money had a lot to do with it. It was it that's was what I was gonna ask. The amount of money they offered. Which wasn't the only thing. I mean, when fucking Danny and Colin ask you to start Plan B, like, you know. Dude, when two dudes with such true. rich history and they're bringing back an iconic brand. That's and the homies are down. It, yeah, it's like you, you say yes no matter what. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, I, I like I said, it was a hard one. I didn't want to leave Expedition, but, like, I knew that was, like, an opportunity that I would fucking kick myself later down the road if I didn't, you know, at least give it a shot. And it wasn't money out the gates. Like, they were trying to shop it to different distributors, and then it just happened to end up being that syndrome. And uh, it was, like, just, like I said, an opportunity that there was just no way to say no to at that time. And I'm glad. I mean, that fucking, it was great, you know. It was, I you know, I have nothing but love for those dudes, and I appreciate everything they ever did for me on Plan B, and I think that was a great move all around at the time. How, you know, how long did you ride for them? Um, I probably rode for them for, like, I don't know, I want to guess maybe four years, three, four years or something. Damn, so you got to travel with everyone? Did you get to hang out with, like, Danny and them? Yeah, totally. We went on, like, the sickest trips back then. Like, I mean, fucking went to, like, all around Europe. That's where I blew my knee out, but it was a rad trip other than blowing my knee out. And, like, <laughs> it was when Sheckler was in his, you know, he had his TV show. So it's like we're going everywhere and fucking every restaurant's just giving us free shit because Shecky's there. And, like, it was, <laughs> it was definitely, like, one of those. It was a fun time, you know what I mean? Like. But, uh, yeah, whatever, just for me, it didn't 
didn't feel right after a certain amount of time and yeah things were just getting weird and i don't know it's just for me it was like all right this, this was fun like you know obviously thank you for everything you've ever done but what was it the me time to go back to expedition and it just felt right you know so yeah and then also not we don't have to go into it too deep but uh i know stuff happened with dc right like i i i remember reading it and it was something about you you're talking about supporting like skate shops and they were doing yeah yeah me dc i mean that whole thing obviously coming from like i said not really trying to be pro necessarily like obviously it's a dream but you know not like fucking trying super hard so i didn't really understand everything really so riding for dc was definitely kind of a shocker you know like you're saying like skateboarding being out of skateboarders hands like i mean this place fucking at that time especially like now it's a little more solid they have people i think that actually kind of know what's up over there but yeah. At that time, it was just... They were, like, at their height right there, for sure. Dude, yeah, and it, it was just some wild shit, and it was cool, it was great, fucking, it was awesome, like, great trips, great everything, but, I mean, you know how it is having, like, a little bit of pride in what you do, and, like, having beliefs and being raised a certain way or whatever, and brought up by certain skaters, you know, it was like, I had an opinion on some of the shit they were doing. And the final straw, which, you know, what happened was, I think we were in Tennessee, on a trip and it was like we were rolling with a posse of dudes they were taking us around the whole time and they had like a shop and park and it was like they couldn't even carry dc because of like zoning fucking rights with like other big accounts and it's just all money things which I, you know more power to you i understand like it's just not where you were at it's a business yeah but to me i was like fuck this like yeah you know why are we with these dudes pretending we're fucking skaters all day and then we go to this fucking massive journeys demos which was a whole another issue like they were just like Dude, fucking, I don't know, it's crazy. Like, security yelling at me in parking lots, and it's like, this is a skate event? Like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, that's all kind of done, you know? I was like, dude, this shit's fucking crazy, and we were just on different pages, and yeah, my, my whole thing was just, like, kind of, you know, anti-mall shop at that time, which isn't necessarily the best business move, but yeah, at the time and the issues I was dealing with, you know, I was just kind of, like, over it. I was like, dude, just fuck this shit like this is whack you know but well it's kind of funny ryan because the way i see it now is like um i feel like the industry is shifting again like back towards the skate shops and towards the momentum of skateboarders like that's why i keep preaching to everyone to get a fucking podcaster to do what i'm doing because it's like the more that we can tell our side of shit, the more skate shops and shit we like, like skate videos and all the rad shit gets to stick around because we decide we pick it up you know what i mean so like what you sure. did to me was like you know, it's just kind of, you told your opinion, but I mean, at the same time, you stuck up for those that are, like, fighting for skateboarding, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't know, I that side right. might not be the smartest thing, like, like yeah. you, know, you could just play along and not say nothing, and you could, you know, collect the check or whatever, but I it doesn't mean that you couldn't ride for someone in the future that's a big, big brand, you know? Like, you are a family man, you know you have a mortgage and responsibility and stuff like that, and if a blessing opportunity came your way and it was like, here's this money... Like, you'd have to decide then. Can't say no, yeah. Exactly. But I do like that you have an opinion because that is, there's a lot of people out there that start skate shops and are skateboarders that have done it and lived it and love it and they're trying to build up their scene, you know. To me, yeah. to me, what happened in skateboarding was, was it got too big and when it gets too big, all the vultures come out and all these people that, like, don't skateboard or don't understand, they just want to buy their way in. And then skateboarders are like, yeah, sure, I'll help you out, I'll help you out. And then eventually it's like, we're, we got a master, we're slaves, and they got the master, and they're deciding, okay, skateboarding's got to be on TV, it's got to be here, this, that. And now it's no longer our skateboarding, it's their skateboarding. 
because we want to live our dreams. Yeah, there's. I mean, skating right now to me seems like it's definitely divided into two halves, and I don't think either half's necessarily right. Like I said, when, when you're presented that opportunity, you can't say no. You know, if you're riding for someone. I'm sure fucking no one wants to quit their whatever cool fucking skate sponsor, but when you can make, you know, a year salary every month somewhere and, you know, you're in your 20s, 30s, like, you can't blame people for saying no. It's an unfortunate thing, though. I mean, it did did kind of fuck, you know, it rocked the boat in skateboarding, and it's like now there is the other half, like everyone's starting the small brands and the polars and the magentas, and it's like... The all I needs, don't forget. Uh, the all I needs. <laughs> yeah, I'm not leaving you up. But you know what I mean? It's like it's, people are taking it back, and, and there's obviously interest, you know? And it, it's funny to see now how much, like, you know, Converse and these corporations are also supporting that, which is like... Yeah. It, it's, you know, it's a good thing. It helps Corler grow and everything, but it's also kind of, I don't know, it's a... Uh, it's just funny, yeah. It's like two two sections of skateboarding, but by all means, to anyone making that fucking that big bank, like, yeah. get it, you know. Like, you can't hate on it, but yeah, we we definitely lose a little control and lose you know a little say, and you might have to sit next to that smoking fucking chimney you were talking about and <laughs> wear some camo pants or whatever. But well, well, like the way I like to look at it now, Ryan, and what I always say is like skateboarding is for everybody. It's not it's not just for the core people. It's for the lo- it's for the Mongo people. It's for the longboarders. It's for the little kid who's scooter and that wants to try and skateboard. It's yeah. for the core people. It's for me and you. Yeah. But the thing is, it's got to be a healthy balance. And what yeah. happened in skateboarding was it tipped way too far to that mainstream appeal, you know, because yeah. people wanted paychecks and then they just start like all these yeah. skateboarders are like oh, I can retire and get all this money and yeah. da, da, da. but when you do that, it loses its soul. It's got to be a ha- healthy balance, you know. Fully, yeah. And I think they're doing a good job. It seems like maybe the big companies these days are doing a better job of hiring dudes that actually know what's up, you know? Like, if you look at a lot of the big companies now, it's like, they do have fucking cool dudes that know what's up, like, running it, you know what I mean? Yeah, and it's like, like, they'll get, they'll stack, they'll have, like, a team manager that used to skate that everyone's... Yeah, yeah. They'll get a veteran to do it, so, it. Yeah, it's, it's just, like, hopefully for everyone, they, they decide to stay in it for a long run, because obviously, you know, plenty of companies have track records of you know yeah well it's good and then you know something happens and yeah well see a cool another cool advantage a cool thing is like see i don't think the mainstream is a bad side it's like so like say nike came to you i just use them as an example not saying that's you you'd want to ride for i don't even know who you ride for right now but anyways so say nike came to ryan gallant was like hey we want to give you x amount what even if it was three g's a month like hey we want to give you three g's a month you're thinking, damn, that's my family. I get a, f- that's my mortgage. That's food in my kid's mouth, and they're supporting you, which means less pressure on expedition. You know what I mean? So it's like, and then they can, you can, you can rep expedition through their marketing dollars, and it's like, so it's like, it's one of those things. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, there's got to be a healthy balance. They got to know, they got to have the right people and the right pieces involved. If 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 say DC or CD, we'll call it CD, it has, like, the wrong dude in the piece, and he's just like, let's buy this dude and this dude and fucking advertising fashion mags that don't fit with the skating. And, like, it's got to be a healthy balance. they got to yeah. put the right pieces there. they got to support skateboarding in the core of it and build it up. And, and you know what I mean? And Yeah, like I said, I think, I think everyone, all, all those big companies that people seem to be so scared of or, you know, a lot of shit-talking or misunderstanding. Like, I, I think they're doing a better job, obviously, and... Yeah, supporting the scene, and and like I said, they do have the budgets to be able to go to cool cities and build 
cool little art fucking skatable things that you know like your your little skate company you know just can't do that sort of thing it's just it's not possible they, <laughs> they better not they better not piss me off because i'll just start all i need shoes and then we'll be competing <laughs> dude and i have the vision dude that's i actually wanted to mention what happened with vision uh, street Sick. I don't think I've actually talked about it on the podcast. That, I thought that was kind of fucking rad. When I first saw that, like, there was a minute where you're like, what the fuck, Vision? But, like, I grew up wearing Vision streetwears, you know? And it's like, the name itself, you think about it, it's like streetwear is so fucking hot. And it's like, this is, I don't know, I thought it was cool. I was like, damn, Vision streetwear. Like, no, it was. He's doing that. Like, Dude, it absolutely was. I was so stoked on it because it was funny. My homie, my homie Mark was the brand manager there, and he hooked up my friend who's a rep. He reps her surfing brands and skate brands. My homie Conrad was a rep for Vision. And Conrad came to me and was like, yo, you want to skate for Vision? They're going to bring their skate team back. And he told me, he's like, there's money involved. And, you know, we're going to try to build it up slow and steady. And I was like, yeah, I'm down if I can put my homie Corey Goonan on. If he can be an am and I can be the pro and we can build the team slow and organic, like, I'm down. Like, if you want to yeah. support, basically, because the way I look at it is anyone that supports Anthony Shetler understands their support and all I need which all I need is skateboarding. So the more I, the more money I get, the more I can give that to my little homies and we can do California trips and whatnot and we, I can grow skateboarding in my scene. So that's kind of how that came about. And I, like, I never rode Vision. I didn't even know it. When I got into skateboarding, like, you, you are the same age as me, but you're, like, a generation behind me, which is crazy because I never had Visions. I got... Yeah, I, I was young, yeah, for sure. I was, like, the tiny kid skating, so... Yeah, I started when I was, like, 14, but I didn't even really understand that there was an industry and shit to, like, a couple... Two years yeah. after that. So, like, um, when, so when I got into skating, it was, like, S, uh, you guys, you guys are, because you're local, and, like, Charlie Wilkins and, like... Dudes that are around, Donnie Barley, yeah. uh, the Wonderful Horrible Life crew, all that shit. That was my, like, oh, this is it. But anyways, so Vision, um, I was collecting a check. I got to go to trade shows and bring my all I need skateboards and share a booth with Vision. And I was, like, getting to show all these dudes at the trade shows, like, check out all this old Vision stuff because they re reissued all the shoes. And it was so cool. I was, like, kind of doing that side of it and learning about trade shows and, and marketing. And I already learned a lot through World Industries and just hustling. But, like, what happened with Vision was we did too too much of a good job, and they fucking sold the brand to, like, a non-skateboarders, like, that didn't even care about skateboarding. Basically, there was, like, hype from the trade shows, and, like... <laughs> Someone scooped it up quick. Yeah, we were, like, killing it. Like, they were doing really good, and then they were just like, fuck it, we're selling it. Because they were a... a oh, man. It was, like, Vision, Marilyn Monroe, like, clothing brand, Elvis Presley, like, clothing brand. It was basically this big umbrella company. And yeah. they sold the whole thing to, like, another massive corporation that just didn't even want... They, like, were hyped on Vision, but they didn't know the skate side. They were just like, there's buzz around Vision. Yeah, so they cool. sold it off, and that basically means skate team's gone, and they're just selling it as a lifestyle yeah. brand. Yeah. <laughs> fuck me, right? Crazy, yeah. Well, shit, I mean, fuck, it seemed cool for a minute. Like, <laughs> was it was cool, though. It was like they were spending their money supporting a real skateboarder that was yeah, building yeah. a skateboard brand, and they had the right pieces... But then we just did a good job, and the, the people that actually owned it weren't skateboarders, so they just sold it off. Shit, man. But that's the roll of the dice. Like, I knew that going in. I, I wrote for World Industries knowing the same thing. They weren't skater-owned, but they employed all the right skateboarders. Like, Charlie Thomas, pro for H, H Street, one legend. Legend skateboarder. He was the team manager. RP Best, photographer, worked at Duff's. He was the brand manager. Like, Franklin ended up being... Mike Franklin ended up being team manager. But I knew the owners were not skateboarders. So, like... 
when the numbers are down, why do they care about waiting it out? They're just like, eh, we'll move on to the next. They don't know about sweating and bleeding and, and creating and having fun and video parts and demos and yeah. just like homies and late nights and generator sessions and everything <laughs> we fucking love. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't blame them at all. That's the bit. That's why I was like, fuck it. I'm doing all I need because I know how to do it, you know? Yeah, for sure. But yeah, so who are your current sponsors right now? Uh, right now, Expedition. Fuck yeah. Um, Gold Wheels. Hell yeah. Silver Trucks. Yes. Uh, Mob Grip. Bone Swiss. And uh, I think that's pretty much, that's it. I'm getting shoes from New Balance and stuff. Hell yeah. All their video projects are really fucking cool. Yeah, yeah. Super good. They're killing it, so. Yeah, that's awesome. And it's nice to get shoes on your feet when you need them, right? Yeah, yeah. That, that's <laughs> always a good thing, man. That shit's fucking... That's I've crazy, been, <laughs> man. Shoe game's crazy right now, but I've been to the low where, like, where I grew up, it was like you didn't have no soles. Like, I know the deep appreciation for new shoes. Like, oh yeah, yeah. I ran shoe goo pretty heavy for a few years there. When they came out with black shoe goo, I was so hyped. <laughs> I was fucking rubbing that shit on thick, but yeah, yeah. Got uh, yeah. That I think that's the lineup right now. So fucking. All right. Um, for that. Let me give let, let, give me one second because uh, I put out a post on Instagram with your kickflip back nose mud, blunt. God damn, Ryan! I, I want to tell you this in person. Like, <sighs> you, people don't get the flowers while they're still alive to smell it. And I just want to tell you that when I saw that cover, like, <laughs> some like I was telling Zared on the last podcast, I was saying it was like, like I've never had a cover, and I know that was your first one because I read your shit and watched the yeah. behind the scenes and stuff. Like when I when you got that dude, and we don't even know each other, but when you got that, I was like, I felt like I got the cover. I know you're from where I'm from. I know that like you're not like a cookie cutter dude, and you're just like you have opinions and you fucking have good style and pop and everything that I like. And when you and I saw that, I just it brought like a fucking happiness to me. That's so funny. Yeah, thanks for that. I've heard that quite a bit, which is so funny. Everyone's like, yeah. You you got one for the team. I'm just like, like, I didn't, like, okay. At 32, like, too, right? 32. Yeah, yeah, 32, yeah, which was another thing, yeah, people were, <laughs> I don't feel old, but, yeah, people were, like, kids were shocked. Sometimes you tell kids, like, how old are you? And you tell them, and they give you this look, like, they don't mean to, but they make this fucking look at you. <laughs> you're like, dust, yeah, man. man. You're fucking dust. Where's your yeah. And you gotta like rub it up, you know, you're like, that That was nothing, but later that night you're thinking about it, you're like, fuck, man. <laughs> well, for me, it's like I'm 32 and I've never had a cover, so I'm living through you, man. You're 32 and you got it, so you give me hope. I'm like, you know what? It could fucking happen, right? Well, you already know this, yeah, I mean, anything's possible when you want it, right? That's fucking what life's all about, and I mean, yeah, it's fuck. I just want it, you know, that was like... Was it like a cherry? Do you feel like it was a cherry on top? Totally, yeah, I mean, that to me, it was, that. that was just... Yeah, like like I said before in that other thing, it was like I always wanted to do that trick, and I, I wanted to cover. You know, I really wanted to cover, and fucking, yeah, to get them both, like, you know, on the same thing was just, like, I couldn't be more psyched, you know, because you can get covers doing some weird shit, you know, some random photos end up on the cover, and I would have been psyched, too. I still would have been like, fuck, I got the cover, you know, like. Yeah. But I was it's just happy like, it was, like, it was that trick, you know what I mean? Like Yeah, like, that's, like, um, you took that trick to, like, the level that I, I've never really seen, you know what I mean? So that's kind of the icing, <laughs> the cherry on the top. <laughs> it's like you got the cover for a fucking gnarly trick on a gnarly fucking spot. Like, it's iconic, I feel. 
Yeah, yeah, I can't say that, but I can say that. <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> you did, yeah. No, I'm definitely fucking really stoked on that one. So. No, congrats, man. That's so rad. And like I said, like I got a little joy out of it. So thank you so much. Yeah, I'm glad, man. Thank you. All right, let me let me go. Give me a second to look through my Instagram real quick. I've been yeah, posting all day about you coming on the show, man. I've been thinking about it and been really excited. Like, I take these podcasts kind of serious because, like, to me, I know it's like your life story, your plight. It's like just like I take my life story and plight very serious. So when I have an interview and I get to share, like, whatever, it's like I get like, so much positive feedback. It means the world to me. So, like, when I do these podcasts, especially with someone like you, I'm like, this dude has such a rich skate history and, like, you've done what I've done and not a lot of people do is, like, make a career in skateboarding and, like, I know it seems like a lot of people do, but in reality, not a lot oh, of people sure, do. Sure, yeah, we're, we're very blessed, yeah. Yeah, and I applaud you for that. So, um, I take these very serious, but let me look through this real quick. Talk about. Alright, so talk about Coliseum, PJ Ladd, Wonderful Life. We kind of talked about that already. We talked about Trees. Hold on, this dude is like... <clears throat> Excuse me. Sam Adams. Yeah. He said, I grew up on your Transworld um, first love part. That song, Ryan, let me say it too. Sweet Child. Was it Sweet Child? Or how is it? Ooh, uh, Ooh Child. Not Sweet Child. Yeah, Ooh Child. Ooh Child. I, I don't know if that's the, tech, the name of the song, but yeah, you know that. Ooh. Yeah, that song was so good. And the li- the line down the hallway, was that an SF maybe? Uh, that's that's down the street. In, uh, oh, wow. I, I don't know if it's Encinitas, Lucadia, what... what was it at night and you lit it up? That's what it yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, I think that's fucking, I can't remember the name right now. I'm fucking blanking the name for some reason. Don't give away Yeah, we, we just brought that. A lot of, that's all John Holland's ideas right there. Like the song, yeah. like John Holland picked for the part. Oh, man. That, like skating there at night was kind of his idea too, you know, because he's, John Holland's the shit. He's like, I don't know, to me, one of my favorite filmers of all time. Like he's just the raddest dude. He skates with you and he's fucking genius behind the camera and, yeah, he was like, you know, no one really ever brings lights to that fucking school. Like, so we just lit it up, and yeah, people seem to be stoked. So yeah, thank do, John. Doing the line at night just gave it a feel with that song. It was just like, especially like the end when you carved away. Like, I don't. To me, it just gave me like that feeling in my gut. I can't really describe <laughs> it. It was fucking awesome. It made me uh, a fan. Also, another video part that I really like. Joey Pepper. He skated to um, what was the song? Oh man, I'm not gonna remember now. Such an asshole. <laughs> Fuck. I know Joey Pipper had a song too that I was like, oh, uh, Blood on the. No, it wasn't a door song, was it? Which video? Aesthetic video? Fuck, I'm, I'm drawing a blank, Ryan. I'm fucking choking right now, dude. <laughs> I don't know, it'll come back to me. When I remember it, I'm, when I remember it, I'm gonna Twitter the link at Anthony Shetler, the Twitter. That's my Twitter, so if oh, I remember yeah. it, I'll post it. Um,. Okay, let's see for a second. And can I get a Ucha Ryan? That was uh, Brolando27. So, oh, you know what, Ryan? <laughs> I have a memory of you, man, uh, at Skaters Island. I think it was Skaters Island. It might have been a Converse demo. I don't know. But, um. I think, yeah, that could be. Yeah, I remember standing there and you were doing hard flip melon grabs, standing yeah. still. And I was, like, so blown away because I couldn't even fucking hard flip. Like, how the hell is this dude doing a hard flip melon grab? Uh, it's totally that time, too, which is so funny. That first Converse trip, they did a 4-on-1 thing on it. Uh, I watched it recently, and, yeah, I'm, like, doing, like, hard flip backside grabs into the fucking bank at Nashua Park and shit. Like, oh, dude, that park's so funny. And some squishy pants. Like, I was just laughing. I was like, dude, this is the time, like, 
I might have to do another one soon. I don't know. I don't really do hard flip grabs lately, but uh. <laughs> you were such a New England kid because there's so many kids with swishy pants and that shit. <laughs> uh, dude, I think I had like a big chain and like a super curved like college hat or something, probably. Yes, <laughs> awesome. Um, the real Mart, the real Matt Martin is asking, are you guys ironing pizza for the interview? Because your PJ, your in- intro. In- yeah. yeah, yeah, not not yet. I am about to eat pizza though. Good choice, good choice. Um, someone just gives you credit for that video part. They say, Wonderful Hardball Life part stands in my book is one of the best video parts ever. Kickflip shifties for life. Hell yeah. I gotta bring that back, too. That was Judas Priest. My tricks have gotten a lot more standard, I feel like. I think I was a little more loose back then, doing some different, uh, <laughs> different shit. You're a little more experimental. Were you smoking weed then? <laughs> I was I mean, maybe a little, but I mean, more now, but. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, that's now I'm so paranoid. It's like I gotta do cool tricks. <laughs> Back then, I just didn't give a shit. <laughs> someone wrote. Someone wrote. Talk about seven point five. I don't know what that is. Do you? Seven point five. Were you riding the seven point five board or something? No. I used to forever. Someone droopy twenty three. Let's see. Maybe no. Derek Powell. No. I don't know. Sorry, Derek. You're fucking blowing it. There's a there's a comment that's in Spanish and I don't know Spanish so can't yeah. that one doesn't talk. Clipper Ledge is no joke. I used to drive by it all the time, delivering an SF. Never saw anyone skate it though. That's tight. Someone just wrote thug. <laughs> yeah, <man. laughs> you got fuck yeah legend. Someone wrote hell yeah. Oh okay. How long did it take uh take the kickflip back noseball and clipper and was a spur of the moment? Um took like two different trips kind of they were i mean the first one was like we just went up there it wasn't very spur of the moment i don't know how to explain it It it's like i wanted to do it but i didn't know if i would so it wasn't like fuck yeah let's go and do this trick you know it was like no you said i think i remember from the behind the scenes you were like oh let's go but i'm not claiming it i'm just like yeah 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 exactly because i don't like claiming i'm not a claimer like i don't like that sort of pressure or anything you know what i mean like yeah let's plan a trip around this trick or but it was like (laughs) definitely i wanted to do it but, like, played casual. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. The first day, we just, yeah, I just tried it, but didn't fully ride away. And then, uh... How long... Was, you, for the first was, day, how long did you try it for? Maybe, I don't know, maybe, like, a little less than an hour or something. Like, you can't do that too long, really, you know? It's like, that shit kind of hurts. And, yeah, that's what, like, to your legs, it was just kind of, like, no more. Yeah, and I, I would have kept trying, but for me, it was all mental. Like I said in that other thing, it was like, I don't know, it's just, I I wasn't there anymore. Like, all of a sudden, I just wasn't fucking, I, I wasn't going to do it, you know? It was just trying to bail successfully. Like, yeah, you know, like, you know, you know, I, I know that moment. Yeah, like, you know you're going to do it. Yeah, and you and know you're like, I'm past that point. Because I was like, what am I going to drive back to San Diego now? Like, and you know, it's just kind of a hard thing to be like, ah, I give up. But like, I threw in the towel. I was like, okay, that's enough. And, no, sometimes that's the smart move. Yeah. Work smart. And I uh-huh. tried to like, you know, cheer myself up. I was like, well, at least you tried it. You know, like trying to be a positive guy. Like, at least you didn't pussy out. Like, fuck yeah. But I was like, someone else is going to probably do this. And nope. I went back to San Diego. Like, I didn't really necessarily have, you know, well, actually, that's not true. Before I even left, the next day is how it happened. The next day in San Francisco, I woke up sore as hell and went to get a coffee and breakfast. And while I'm getting breakfast, I already get a text saying Transworld wants to use it for a cover. Oh, God. Because, like, the photo <laughs> had just already made its way within 24 hours or less, like 12 hours. They're like, yeah, that's fucking great. Like, 
Now you so just like, right, like, can you end it? You know, and I was like, <laughs> like sitting there, like I can't even really move today. Like, so yeah, we went back to San Diego, and I just chilled for a bit, and then you know, it was kind of being brought up, like we should probably get back up there sooner than later. You know, like let's get this done. And so I had a really bad heel bruise though that didn't even heal. Like I was still from that. Yeah, yeah, because I skate pretty thin shoes and stuff, and, like, I just hit my heel, and you know how those are, they never go away. It's like I kept skating, and it was just, like, I thought magically it would be better one day, and I'd just wake up and want to go to Clipper, but it, it kind of was like, all right, fuck it, like, we just got to go do this, so. Yeah. We just went uh, for a second time, and the second day, it happened pretty quick. I mean, with I would say under, I don't know, maybe, like, 20 tries or so. Like What I thought was cool in the video, you said that you pretty much landed on it first go huh yeah yeah first imagine go that. imagine that <laughs> fuck you would have felt like a pimp for the rest of the fucking month yeah, like, first yeah. Go. <laughs> I was, shit it was so close but it was enough to get me juiced you know i was like oh fuck yeah like if the first one went completely wrong you know then you're like ah, what did i do like that yeah. was just for that that was like all right we're fucking strictly driving up to kick the back nose one clipper and like drive straight home so the first, dude, that's that's what happens to me. It's like I'll try a trick, battle it out. I'll end up like peeing cranberry color because I'm so dehydrated. And uh-huh. then it's like time to go try the trick again. And then the first try, I'll just get worked. And I'll be like, then all of a sudden, a flood of all these fears and worries and everything comes in your yeah. mind. So to get that first one will kind of distract you and be like, I can do this. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, for sure. To get that close on the first one. Would yeah, just, yeah. It, it definitely yeah, it had me confident. Like, all right, today's... But then it starts slipping away, like, after, like, seven tries or so, it's like, getting weird again, and I was like, no. Your worst nightmare's creeping up, eight-hour yeah, drive. I started fucking really picturing coming back for a third time. I was like, I can't, I can't drive home like this, like. <laughs> People just depressed and disappointed in you, like, fuck. Oh, it would have been just the saddest, like, <laughs> fucking terrible ride. But no, I just, yeah, I pulled it together. Like I said, I was I was a little more chill the, the second day, just casually kind of, like, taking my time. and Took a little breather up there, you know. I was like, fuck it, dude. This is like, you know how to kick the back nose one. I just fucking threw down and rode away. And, you know, it was like one of those ones where you're, like, 12 feet away. Like, wait, I didn't. Wait, I'm still going. Like, I didn't. <laughs> did my hand touch? Like, I almost blacked out or something. I was like, what, did I do it? Like, <laughs> I know the feeling, dude. I had to, like, watch it to be like, okay, it was good. Like. <laughs> I again? Like, oh, I don't know. I didn't even. Good. So. Yeah, those are the best. That's the after black, man. That's the blackout. Yeah. The fucking. Psh, I did it. Fuck yeah. The stars lined up correctly. You didn't even have to be a part of it. It just happened. <laughs> I mean, so like that shit worked out. Yeah, that's right, man. I'm hi- I'm hyped for you. Um. All right. Give me one one second. Let me make sure I got all the questions before I'm. Yes, sir. How's your first podcast experience going? Pretty well. It's good, yeah. It's casual. It's funny because a lot of people are nervous. Like, uh, I can tell. They're just like, they don't know what to expect. You know what I mean? And like, all I want to be is like, dude, I just want to talk. Like, let's yeah. talk. Like, fuck it. Like, I was talk. definitely nervous a little bit ago. I mean, I'm nervous for anything. Like, because I'm just that type of dude. Like, I'm not very like... Oh, no. Like, I'm, I'm good once we start engaging. But like, the lead up, like the anxiety, I'm like, ah, shit. Like, fuck. What, I don't know. Like, you don't... You just don't know, but... Yeah, yeah, I'm the same way. I'm. The same. I think everyone's a little bit like that. I was just so busy today that I didn't even have a chance to think about it. But like, I was stuck thinking about it, but I didn't have a chance to get nervous because I like worked till five, got out of five, got home, had a skate lesson, went skated with this kid Cooper. who's really fucking rad. He's just this little dude, and I taught him how to like power slide, and I taught him how to skate a mini ramp and pump, and like I taught him how to push, like, and he just listened. So like, 
he has such a good style because I like, taught him the important shit of skateboarding. Like, yeah. I'm like, we're not doing tricks yet. We're learning how to put our hands on the ground and power slide and slip out. And, like, we're learning how to get comfortable on the fucking skateboard Like, because he's so little. So, like, I have the best skate lessons with him because I just teach him everything that brings me joy in skating. And then I'm watching him and I'm like, dude, he's such a good style. He's, like, fucking eight years old. And it's like, he's going to be really fucking good when he realizes all the tricks he can do. You know what I mean? Like, I built him a foundation and showed him all that. And now he's just going to get crazy as he stretches out a little bit. So I was doing that. And then I was like, came home. And then I got to let my dogs out, say hi to my lady, eat some food. As you know, you got kids. I don't have kids, but I just got dogs. Oh, yeah. Dogs are the same. Yeah. Yeah. And I got to let them pee and I got to feed them. And one dog has an ACL issue right now. So I'm working with that. So, and then I was like, oh, yeah, it's time to hit up Ryan. And then um, I was, you know what I was nervous about? I was nervous because I'm like, I don't know if you're nervous and if you if you understand what it is and if you're going to back out. I'm glad you didn't, though. No, no. It's all Thank good, you. man. I want to support all this shit for sure. Fuck yeah. And I, like I said, I blast this out and people are going to hear it and it's going to spread. And, and I'll send you an email with the full links and all that shit so it'll be easy. You can just forward the email to whoever you want. And I'll make Instagram posts. And when, once it comes out, it, I put my podcast cast out on Monday. I got... Andrew Cannon's coming out next, which was awesome because we talked about um, he retired from skateboarding basically after World Industries was done. He rode for uh, Matt Price's company, and then he basically decided he was done, and he was going to be brand manager brand manager for NHS, which is Santa Cruz and OJ Wheels, and uh, and then he had twins at the same fucking time. So basically, he stopped being a pro skateboarder, got this crazy job, Moved from Arizona to to like up north California and fucking yeah. twins. I'm glad he got a cool job and shit though. That's pretty fucking. Yeah, he's way stoked. He's beyond yeah. stoked. He got to yeah. be a pretty dude. So rad, man. He's fucking. I've only met him a few times. Like, he's definitely one of those dudes you like run into somewhere and you're like, that dude's fucking so cool. <laughs> like you know. Yeah. What I mean? <laughs> Absolutely. This this was stoked. awesome. And then I did one with Aaron Susky, which fuck, dude. Talk about rich skate history. Yeah, Erica Volcom. New York, Susky Grinds, like, you name it. That, that'll that be next Monday. Oh, you should have asked him about the Shanny Grind. Shanny's claiming that's his grind. Oh, shit. <laughs> that's his skate history right there. Kevin Taylor, too, if you're a black dude and you do, like, a salad grind. It's like, yeah, yeah, the Fernandez brothers. So Shanny used to run that one. It's so funny because we always say, like, we do it on purpose. We're like, oh, Susky Grind, like, when we're near Shanny, you know? <laughs> <laughs> he talked about the Susky grind and how it got coined on that on video when he was in Australia. It was like one of his big trips to with America. That's yeah. kind of how that came to be. But um, yeah, so I got rad, he's one dude that like man, he's just like such a rad part of skating. You know what I mean? Like a different fucking style completely. That's like yep, I so good when you see it. You're like, damn, new Susky shit. Like it's fucking sick. You said exactly what I told him. I said the same thing. I was like, I'm going to rub your nuts a bit in this podcast, but you're yeah. an original ripper, dude. Just like, fuck, no one skates like Susky. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. He's got that, his own thing. Yeah. So I have Andrew's coming out Monday, Susky's after that, and then I have Zared, which we talked about, Mr. T and Zoo York and Expedition and, 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 and like uh, Chatham and just... I know Zared pretty well, so we talk. Yeah, yeah, you know him for a while, huh? Yeah, exactly. So, and, and, and then then you'll come out as well. I might start releasing him maybe twice a week because I've been doing a lot more, so um, I don't know. But I'm stoked that you came on. Um, yeah, man, thanks for fucking hitting me up. Yeah, no worries. I, well, you were the dude, I was like, he's from Massachusetts, and he has a personality, and he has opinions, so, like, these are the dudes, I want, like, the early adopters, the dudes that, like, 
you know, you might not know technology, but you're not scared to try it. You know what I mean? You're not scared to be like, oh, let's have an interview or a talk or whatever. A lot of dudes don't get it. Um, <laughs> all right, I got one more uh, Instagram question I want to get out of the way. It's um, my homie Matt. His Instagram is selling the wind. The wind. And uh, he said, what's your favorite vintage skate shoe? Vintage skate shoe? Yeah, so you got to go. It's got to be throwback. I mean, that's such a tough one, man. There's so many good ones. <laughs> I got I feel like first instinct is to say the KCKs. Like, I would definitely go with the Cream Campbell Kicks, Duffs, mm-hmm. just because, like, that one was, like, a game changer. Like, I feel like that was just... And I remember that era so vividly. Like, Dude, Reem is the man. I'm those fuck. were fucking pretty sick right there. Hell yeah. That's a good fucking show. Other than that, man, shit. Maybe some old Airwalk Vicks or something. Damn. Damn, you yeah. are a throwback, dude. I didn't. I never skated airwalks. The ones we used to. When I was a kid, when I started skating, I had a size. I remember this still. My shoe was size three and a half. <laughs> so you couldn't. Get, you couldn't get shit for shoes. <laughs> it was like early days too of like uh, CCS had already came out too. Like when I still had a three and a half. This is a little later, but uh, you yeah, I could only get like airwalks with like the fucking Velcro. Yep. Lace guard. Those came in like three and a half, and then uh. Like, Vans fucking, like, chucka boots, and, like, maybe one other van. So, yeah, like, my shoe game was limited till I was, like, <laughs> a little older. But. You were too early, man. They weren't ready for you. They, were they weren't ready. The industry's trying to figure out. we got three and a half foot fucking young kids trying to get into it. We need to figure <laughs> out how to get shoes for these motherfuckers. <laughs> what's, what's your fucking vintage shoe choice? Oh, uh, well, I said Manic Monty was, like, one of my favorite videos when I first started. It would be the Costin ones. Oh, yeah, that is a solid one right there. Yeah, like the black and gray or the baby blue with, like, the off-white. and like All the sales, too, though. The sales, 23s. The, the mid-top type sales, too, that came out or whatever. The fucking, the the Penny Brown, the the Tom Penny Rock the Brown sales. It was like, front side flips, that's all I wanted to do. You know what would be the hottest one? Shit, you got me going now in the shoes. <laughs> if you could get the Mike Carroll Vans, that shit. Ooh, yeah. If I could get my hands on some Mike Carroll Vans, I would be pretty excited. Yeah, man, I saw the S came back too, and in, in they're uh, they're hooking up Walker Ryan and bringing back some of those old shoes. It's just like uh, it brings back so memories, man. It stokes me up. Oh uh, yeah, I think I think that's a good thing, man. I feel like people want to support. Yeah. S, you know what I mean? It was like I feel like they ducked out when it was like she was getting, you know, like obviously the takeover, but it's like a, I don't know. I feel like shops and everyone these days are kind of like hyped on supporting skateboarding again, so. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's a good thing, and Kelly's over there running it and shit, so it's tight. Exactly, man, so rad. Um, yeah, Ryan, I think that's about it, man. We did uh, we did over an hour. We're at 77 minutes. Crazy, right? Yes, yeah, sick. Banged it out. Um, how I usually end it is, uh, well, first, is there anyone you want to thank you or say what up to? Because I'm going to send this, uh, I'll forward this to you so you can send it to your sponsors or any supporters or whoever you want to share it with. Um, is there anyone you give shout-outs to? If there's so many, I'm so bad at thanks because I never want to leave anyone out, so I always keep them vague. But you know who it is? Sponsors, obviously, my wife and fucking family, kids, everyone. Hell yeah. All the homies, skateboarding, anyone doing something good such as yourself, fucking keeping skateboarding Fuck. in skateboarders' hands a little bit, you know what I mean? So, Dude, absolutely. We got we to, gotta, like, hit that age where we realize that we are, like, the industry and that's it, you know? Like... The more we create cool stuff and share it, the more kids will get it, you know? they Kids are just us. Like, you know what I mean? Like, when you think back when you were 14, 15, like, 
Who'd you looked up to? You looked up to the skateboarders that were like, yeah, they were sponsored by brands, but you liked the skateboarders, you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. the more shit we create, like podcasts and more skate shops that open, the more that people are hyped and, and share that inspiration and hype with it, each other, the more kids are going to be like, liking skating again. Because skateboarding, if it gets too cool and it gets too big and it's all about sponsorship and winning and shit it's gonna fucking die out because the kids that like skateboarding's for everyone it's for me i was an angry little kid and the reason why i got into skating was because it was about hype and inspiration and creating and fun and they allowed me in it was like skateboarding was for everyone it didn't get too cool where we're fucking you know we're on we're on whatever tv shows and all that shit where it's elitist type shit it was like skateboarding is for everyone it's for the kook the weirdo the cool guy with the nikes whoever it's got to be a healthy balance and I'm I'm th- and I'm gonna make it that way. If they want to fucking try to take it over, they're gonna have to fight me and my microphone. You know what I mean? It looks <laughs> okay, like, I do. You know what I mean? But uh, uh, how if people want to share with you, um, what social media can they reach you at that you'd like to share? Um, shit. I'm on. I guess I think my name is Ryan Galan 33 on all of them. So Instagram, Twitter. I'm I'm usually on on, on Instagram, but I like kind of link it or whatever. You know what I mean? So. Cool. So I Twitter a little bit, but mostly Instagram. Ryan Gallant, thirty-three. Cool. Do you have a Facebook? Uh kind of. I, I quit it for a while. I actually just re fucking activated it like two days ago. Make it an athlete page, so you don't have to. That's what I did. Yeah, my homie daughters at Ko's like kind of doing it for me because Matt daughters. Yeah, Matt daughters. Yeah, he, he's helping me with it a little right now because I, I don't. I, I don't know. Social networking's a little overwhelming for me, and I quit Facebook. But I was like, yeah, go ahead, take it fucking over or whatever. So. Yeah, so Instagram. Now now that it's back activated, I do look at Facebook. So if you hit me up on there, cool, go see it. But uh, some of it's also my other dude helping me out. So cool. Well, uh, yeah, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, man. Keep killing it. Keep fucking keep the dream going, dude. Because we gotta. That's it, man. Skateboard's our life, and if it's our life, we gotta fucking we gotta do it. We gotta create cool stuff like. Share more stuff, man, please. I think all these pros, everyone that I'm fan of, and just the more you share, the better. You know what I mean? So even if, fuck it, man, put out some cool stuff. I like the behind-the-scenes shit. If people aren't coming to you, you put it out. Don't be afraid, please. Hell yeah, Anthony, dude. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. No worries, Ryan. Thank you, and have a good night, homie. Yes, sir. You too. Peace. Whatever you do, you have one thing that's unique. You have the ability. To make up, when things get tough, this is what you should do. Microphone check, one, two, one, two. Microphone check, one, two, one, two. I hope they get it, I'm sick of explaining history I'm rolling with a circle of winners, we claiming victories Yeah, come on It's about to be the realest shit you ever heard In a transitional world right now Yeah, just basically going for it, you know Sometimes you, know, you think about getting hurt or slamming, but you know, it happens. It's skateboarding. It's you know, it happens game, every day. Yep. People are worried about skateboarding and the skate state of the industry. Yeah. The truth is, we are the industry. Yeah. Skateboarders are the industry. Experience, I guess, just because there's like, I've never seen like that many skaters in one place. Just like, it's like we it's take like over the streets.